Episode Connection Podcast Network listeners, welcome to episode five of Behind the Connection. I am JT here for my regular romp through wrestling fandom with a litany of various friends, acquaintances, guests, etc., etc., etc. This has been an extremely fun series to do so far. I've had a lot of unique and fun guests with really cool stories, and that trend continues tonight uh, because I'm with. One of my best friends in the world, and he's a man of many stories and interests, and that is Mr. Johnny Arsenio Diamato. Johnny, how are you doing? Ah, beautiful. How are you doing, my friend? Great, great. I feel like we haven't done a show in a while together, so I'm excited. My about old it. pal, yeah. Just semi retirement, that's all. Yeah, taking a break from the uh, the stars and uh, the stuff that you kids uh, like to do. So, not really my bag, but uh, this is more my uh, style, just uh, shooting the shit. Some um, mindless uh, 80s entertainment. Well, this is like 10 of our weekends a year anyway, what we're going to do here tonight. Like <laughs> when you come visit, this is pretty yeah. much what we do. Uh, just lay on the couch and, and BS while we watch some wrestling. So why don't you tell the world uh, the choice that you picked here tonight for us to have in the background? Uh, we... it's, it's no mystery. It's uh, my favorite Coliseum video of all time. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper's greatest hits. Uh, people are probably sick uh, of me talking about it. It's uh it, it it's just the uh, best. It's got it's it's everything I like about uh, wrestling, uh, all in a ninety minute package. Yeah, and it's I mean I I believe it's one of the first things you ever participated in any level with Place to Be was when you <laughs> Damato's Memory Lane on the best. Oh page. my God, I can't believe you remembered that. That's you reviewed this. I remember. Yes, of course, uh, I remember. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, so th- this goes way back. And this is one of my favorites, too. Uh, well, let's get started, and we can talk about it. So we're all paused. This is on Peacock, Roddy Roddy Piper's Greatest Hits. It's the original from the 80s, not the new DVD comp or anything like that. So John and I paused at four seconds, and we'll go in three, two, go. So, yeah, this was – I remember when this aired. I think the first time I saw it w- would have been, like, on Classics On Demand when it aired. Um probably like in 05, 06 or something, they would throw this stuff on. And it's on one of my earliest 24-7 tapes. I, I mean, I got like 100 of those tapes still sitting around of all the stuff I recorded off of Classics on Demand. And this was one that I was just like awestruck when I saw it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, and it really just delivers and never gets old watching it every time. Yeah, I didn't I didn't, I didn't really, I, I didn't watch it until like later. I think it was, it was after like three when uh, he had retired. Uh one of my buddies I was working with, uh, his parents went away. We we got a case of beer, and he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna rent some uh, wrestling tapes." I'm like, "Yeah," and he actually, uh, he actually dug it. I mean, I mean, I knew about it, but I wasn't like, uh, you know, I was real busy. I wasn't like aggressive, like getting all the tapes. I would just like, you know, get like the mania or whatever. And he got this, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It was like, uh, you know, because it was stuff I never seen before, like before, like pre-mania stuff. Well, what really jumped out to me when I saw it the first time was just like, and it really turned me on to like the Snuka Tonga Kid stuff that happens in 84, <clears throat> which is why I love this tape so much. I mean, there's so much good stuff on it, especially like the Halloween skit and all that, you know, like all the, and him interviewing himself. Like there's some really fun stuff on here, but the whole back end of the tape chronicles the Snuka Tonga Kid stuff from 84. Yeah. And it's just mind blowing. The heat everything that goes with it. And there's really no other Coliseum tape that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe some of the best ofs, but that really dig in and, and like showcase that whole feud in its entirety, which this tape pretty much does. Uh, there's nothing like the, the friggin' uh, the, the crowd uh, reactions uh, with, with the, with those matches with Snooker and Tonga, just uh, the, the crowds just going ballistic. Uh, 
you know, a mixture of the, you know, they were in love with Snooker so much and and the hatred for Roddy. It's just a, a crazy level of heat that that's different from now. I mean, now you know you hear big pops nowadays, but it's like, it's like different. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, do you think that's why like people have always kind of looked back and said if if Hogan didn't jump, Snooker could have been the guy because of those pops from was it 83, you know, with the Backlund stuff. Well, with um, Morocco after the Backlund match when he gets the big pop for the dive. Uh, Morocco into this. Like, do you think that's why people look back at that and say, oh, he could have been the guy? Just yeah. how super over he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, definitely. He had that con- He had that connection with the crowd, even though um, Promo's uh, ability is uh, severely lacking. But there, there, were, there was something uh, about him that, that really fired up the crowd that, that, that you really don't hear too often. It's like a different level of heat. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could have been Hogan? I mean, you mentioned the the talking. Like, I, if they yeah. uh, kept uh, him with a manager, like, I, I don't know. As a face, I don't think so. Uh, not not quite to that level because, uh, you, you know, he still needed to, to have the talent on, on the stick. So, And then, you know, with, with a manager, face managers don't work. So, you know. I don't think that to the to that level. I I think is he just about hit the highest level he could have. Could Piper have done it? Or do you think uh, he's too perfect as the heel? Yeah, he's he's too perfect as heel. And we saw like like later, like in his uh, second, uh, like like after he came back to, from retirement, uh, right. as a face, uh, he was. Uh, I mean, he was solid, but but not to that. To that, you know, groundbreaking level, not to that Hogan level. He, he definitely was flawless. Now, now this is something that, that I never knew about when uh, he had this thing with Andre. The few, mm-hmm. this really opened my eyes because I, I kind of had like my leg period, and I came back like you know, '83, '84, with the you know, with, with like the Snooker Morocco, and then him, him hitting, you know, it was, mostly came back with him hitting Snooker with the uh, with the coconut in the pit. But I, I never knew about this till. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, when I saw the tape, uh, this this little this, I wouldn't actually call it a feud with Andres. It was kind of brief. Uh, it really only leads to the the one match we're going to see. But uh, yeah, the one on here is a six man, right, with the bloody head. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, it was just a tag. It was, it was, it was oh, him and Schultz, him and Schultz versus uh, yeah, versus Andre and Snooker. Yeah, that, that's that's the only uh, one. That's a classic too. Oh, I'm glad it's on here. I've forgotten. I wasn't sure if it was on here or not. All right. So you said you came back in 83, 84, but when did yeah. you start watching? My 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 only leg. I started. Okay, you know, I, I, if you got the old jokes, uh, you no, know, I'm fire, not. Fire no, keep it clean. Keep it clean. But <laughs> that's good because you haven't really had a good one since about uh, 2013 with Chris Golo. So <laughs> that's good. But uh, yeah, so like 77, uh, when Bruno was a champ, I, I was uh, 10, and. Uh, and then uh, I only really I only really hung on for like a year. Once I went to like uh, to to superstar and Backlund. Once uh, I'm sorry, once Backlund took over. Although I appreciate it, you know, now watching back. But when Backlund took over in '78, I I had my leg. I I, I pieced out, and and then got back in got back in about right, right on '83, '84ish because of uh, you know Piper, Snooker, you know, uh, Snooker and Morocco with the cage, and but but definitely uh, with Roddy with the coconut and. And that uh, those matches in there, like the slaughter, uh, chic uh, stuff, the uh, the boot camp match, that, that that's what kind of that's what pulled me in, and I haven't I haven't really uh, had a lag since. Yeah, so that's I mean that's a substantial lag. So you would have been what in your mid teens, yeah, like ten to fifteen, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like an interesting time to get out of it because I feel like most people get out of it 
Uh, when they hit like sure. 15, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got out early, which is interesting. Yeah, but I could well, see it, too, because it wasn't attractive to you, because it's. It, I could see why it got boring, you know? As oh, Backlund, yeah, first, yeah. Come on, man. It's, if, if you're not a hardcore fan, yeah. You know, it's like, a, you know, a 12-year-old. You're not going to be into too much, uh, you know, Backlund and a mass superstar or something like that. That's not... Uh, <laughs> not going to capture the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, all right. So as an Italian kid growing up in New York, like oh Bruno mania, like, was it like, I, I mean, I, I don't really know many others, right. Like that grew up in that era, um, a, a Italian heritage in New York. So like, was that true or are you too young to fully appreciate it? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was, I was too light. young to appreciate it. Unfortunately, I never got to the uh, God until, until like, later. And, uh, and, uh, you know, as far as like the old man, he wasn't having to forget about it. I, I think, uh, <laughs> Like, uh, I, I think, you know, I cut a couple lawns or whatever, 10 or 11. I did some, you know, work and made, made a couple dollars and, and, and bought a couple magazines. And, and he's like, you spent a dollar on this shit? And I'm like, but dad, it's Bruno Sammartino. He's Italian. He's a Python. Right. He's like, I don't want to hear that shit. Get that shit out of here. Because <laughs> don't be spending your money on that shit. Yeah, so he wasn't, uh, yeah, he wasn't supportive. <laughs> like, I'm jealous when I hear, like, you guys, you know, you got, you know your pops uh, took you to the matches and all that stuff. So I, I defend for my own uh, later on. Was, uh, yeah, he wasn't having it. So, all right, so you fade out, like, were you keeping aware of it? Was anyone in your social circle watching? Like, what made you flick back to it in 83 to turn back on? Like, or had you kind of kept an eye on it? And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this is heating up? Or was it just like randomly one yeah, night? Yeah, I would, I would tune in from, from time to time. And then, but but yeah, a, a couple of, the, you know, the kids in school were, were really were talking a lot about snooker, snooker, snooker. And and uh, and that stuff. So that that's kind of when I got back in. And then I I saw, I saw there was some kind of class. We had a real cool teacher, and he let the he, he let the kid bring in the the tape of uh of the uh of the snooker Morocco match. Uh, he said you know if we were good, and, and we watched that one time at a at a class, and I and I was like oh this is real good, man. I was like damn. And so that that was a big thing getting back in and at around at around tenth or eleventh yeah around tenth or eleventh gradeish and uh, yeah. And then once it got to like uh, you know eighty five rock and wrestling, forget about it. I was like, you know, I was sucked right. in for life, man. And blowing up just everywhere. Like suddenly yeah. it's cool, right? At that time. Yeah, um, and finally, you know, I had the means to start going to to some of the shows, like uh, right. mostly at the Coliseum. Uh, what was your were, first uh, one? Do you remember? A lot shittier. Uh, it had to be like eighty three. I think it was um, uh, Morocco and Backlund uh, Coliseum. Ish. Uh, yeah, a lot of those Coliseum calls are real crap. I, I, I didn't get to go until like it to like 85 for the first one it's not but, a bad uh, year to go i mean once, once oh you get yeah it. the uh i think the you know actually the the garden i think it was that first uh that uh i don't know i don't know if it was piper uh it, it, it might have been as late as 87 that uh that six man with uh when it was supposed to be piper's last uh, match and, bon song. yeah <laughs> February, was it February but, uh, but a lot of coliseum uh, uh shit, shitty ones uh, right but but uh, but I but the luckily the the first uh, Saturday night's main event was uh, pretty memorable. At the Coliseum, got to see that. Yeah, and that's a cool one to go to. That had what Hogan and and Orton, yeah, Orton, but, right. But, but yeah, but it was with the big, uh, you know, that big thing was with Piper and uh, Ondorf, uh, yes. uh, Ondorf turning, and T was there, and uh, that was a little, yeah, that that was huge. So what was the first like big event you saw? So did you ever do the closed circuit stuff? Was that ever around you? Yeah, it was, but uh, nah, nah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I had to have the means or the, 
you know, if I had like somebody leading the way, but I didn't really, uh, yeah, it, it, that never happened. I, I regret that too because yeah, the, uh, I don't know if they had him like in the in the theaters or just at the uh, Coliseum. Yeah, or the cell phone, but yeah, no, no, I never did one of those. Did you watch three live? Uh, no, Scramblocity, no. Yeah, scram- yeah, so that was so Scramble existed then, huh? It wasn't just like oh, a yeah. box thing because I, well, I like, remember the first the uh, the uh, the wrestling classic uh, was the first one. Uh, the, definitely not the uh, Mania wasn't uh, was wasn't a, a, a pay per view yet in my in my hood, but uh, the wrestling class. By the time they, they got to the wrestling classic, that was really the first one. So did you have a box? Like, Scramblocity. Nah, nah, we didn't have that. Uh, we didn't have that. That upgraded. Uh, I don't even think we had the means for it. Right, but you could watch it scramble the song. Yeah, over yeah. the cable wire. Yeah, yep. I guess that's true because that's how I watched the '92 Rumble. Uh huh. We didn't have the box. We were gonna order it, and my dad couldn't get it. Like he called, and they didn't have any. And oh. even uh, and that was another reason why, like I had that lag because you know they would talk about all, all these matches with uh, you know, with back Oh, they would soup up the garden matches, but we didn't have the uh. At the time, like uh, MSG, we didn't have that. Like all the Knicks and Rangers were on Channel Nine. They really it, MSG wasn't like it was today, so so we didn't have the means to. So I was like, I never really got you know the payoff to see those uh, shows. Yeah, it's it's such a different era when you uh, like I I hate to do the kids today don't know, but like, like yeah. just, they have access to every yeah. single thing they could ever want. And so like, so like the yeah. MSG where I could see like the where I could see the shows that that, that didn't really start to like '85. I was like, oh, I could finally you know that was when I got to see you know the the, the monthly house shows. Oh, uh, then uh, this was something that was like eye open. I was like, damn, uh, Andre let you know he he really let Piper ha- you know give it to him. Now Andre Blade and, and stuff like that. This is crazy. Bro. Yeah, he is where, gushing blood where, right now. Where he goes into the uh, yeah, he goes into the tights with the brass knucks, and uh, I was like, damn, Andre must have had a lot of respect to you know for Piper to be laid out like that. Yeah. So when is this early '84? Yeah, yeah. So Piper hadn't been around too long. I mean, this had to be because he yeah, came. This is manager, right for Orndorff and Schultz. I think this is this is like his second or third MSG match. Oh, so that's crazy. Yeah, that Andre yeah. already to this point. Uh, I mean, it's a wild scene. Like, he's just, you know, bleeding. Here we go. They're cutting ahead to them, stretching him out. Yeah. And we're just covered in Andre's blood. And it's like, it's an awesome yeah. visual. This tape, even if this tape bottomed look, out. Look at Piper. At Piper, he's got the blood, like, like scraped his <laughs> leg. And, and he's got, like, some on his cheek. It's like, oh, man. That guy right there helping Andre out in that tan sweater is like everyone. Oh, he's in everything. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like everyone's grandfather from that that era. Walking down the uh, walking down the aisle, you always say, "Look, look, look at the blood on Piper's face and his leg." Oh my god. Yeah, yeah so they're trying yeah, to stretch around. There's no chance. Yeah. He's just too. Look at the cops out there. Yeah, this uh-huh. is such an awesome. Like, if anyone hasn't ever watched this tape, it, the tape itself is a must. But this match itself too uh, is just unbelievable. It's it's awesome. So you never had the lag, uh, but like, what was your periphery? Like, like, was it just kids in school? Did you have friends that were more into it than others? Like, did you have a, did you have a wrestling social circle or was it more just like, nah, nah, it would be like, it would just be like one or two like random guys. And, uh, and, and, and will be like, I, I kept up with like, uh, it was only for a few months, but I, I think it was by the time I was a senior in high school where, uh, uh, one of my dudes had a had a connection with the Coliseum. We we got real good tickets, uh, you know, for that side night, for that first side night main event, and 
And even for one after, we were like in the third row. There was a great match. It was Piper and Orton versus uh, Wyndham and Rotundo for the for the tag wow. team uh, titles. Yeah, that was that was like one of the best matches uh, I've ever seen live. We were like in the third row, but uh, but that didn't last. You know, senior in high school, you know, you went off to different uh, colleges and you know lost touch. So that didn't. It, it would only like you know be fleeting a couple months here and there with uh, right. social. So how did mostly had to keep up on my own, you know. And so even in college at the time, like were those cable? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound like nah, scramble, yeah, scramblosity, man, yeah, scramblosity was. So it was like, but even like the weekend show. I mean, you had some basic level of cable in there, right? Or or over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like I said, we finally got the uh, the, like the updated MSG. Right. And was able to catch up with the monthlies, and, and you know USA. So yeah, it was uh, there was definitely a lot more coming in. You know, had, had the syndication show, the challenge, and the uh, superstars were were real good. You know, in like you know eighty five, eighty seven, and you right. get the USA prime time. So there was a lot of. You know. It was picking up for sure. I mean, that oh, was yeah. a big part of the penetration. Yeah. Was uh, you know USA and all that. So uh, it and is, then I started getting you know I had the TBS, so I started getting into into the. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Like definitely. so when. When did that ramp up for you? Was it always number two? Did you like them both equally? Like, did you not really give a shit? Like, as long as it was the wrestling. Uh, it started off as number two, but but the, but definitely uh, they definitely picked up, man. Especially eighty five, eighty six, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Dusty Horseman, all that. No, definitely that that was one A and one B. I didn't have any uh, bias. It was like, oh, so that was all good too. So yeah. Yeah, and it just sucks too. Like by the time I became a fan, Nesson wasn't showing. Uh, yeah, the house you know, this stuff right. Yeah, so like right. it sucks. I missed that. I just have vague memories of like world class and, and global stuff on like ESPN, which was like a big entry point for me. Yeah. Watching those on the weekends. And but then super for some, stuff. For some reason, I didn't. I didn't like rent the videos. I didn't like to rent because you know I, I would. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to return them. I would buy them. I, WrestleMania two. I bought thirty nine. <laughs> Forty. A lot of Forty three would. I oh my god that at wrestlemania two three four yeah they were all like like for 40 bucks a piece i was and, and in that me, you know, work, time that's well, yeah I mean, that's working a, bullshit part-time uh you know supermarket whatever bullshit job that was like you know you know one one two hundred dollars a week so that was like half my paycheck <laughs> <laughs> well like you said you didn't have to return it um i mean yeah i lived off rentals yeah but then thankfully my cousin matt was like very adept at av so he would rent or find stuff at yard sales and dub them so pretty early on i started getting dubs of copies of tapes and jim had the black boxes so i get them from him recorded uh so i you know the rental wasn't like my only sustenance but i definitely rented consistently like it was every weekend pretty much yeah and then in the 90s when uh, the dvds were invented the the, the stores would have the blowouts where, where, yes. they'd, where they'd sell the tapes for five dollars that's when i cleaned up uh, I, I bought just about all. I just about bought every one of the, like the first forty coliseums. I got to have at least like thirty-five of them, including this one, uh, which is which is preserved. You know, a, a couple of them popped or whatever. But uh, well, the funny thing know. is, it's not even the tapes that are fragile at this point. It's the VCRs. Right? That, yeah, the, yeah, I'm, yeah. I had a VCR quit on me. Oh, that's the scary part. Like I, yeah. I've stockpiled like four or five of them. And I'm just afraid like they're gonna go at some point. Yeah. Well, you know. There's always a uh, nowadays eBay and stuff. stuff you could always. Uh, so any of the newer ones they made are the ones that shit the bed. Like yeah, yeah. like o two o three, like the combo yeah. units and shit. And those always crapped out. The ones that still work for me 
are the ones from like yeah, literally ninety yeah. or ninety five. Like mm-hmm. those fucking things like still are churning out. Yeah. Um, but I digitized most of anything I really cared about. Like I still mm-hmm. have this. I mean, I gotta have close to like a thousand VHS tapes yeah. in my closet still. But I uh, but I digitized like anything that wasn't readily available elsewhere that meant something but yeah i i remember buying rubble 90 and it's in the rental case oh my god seeing it in that scene um you something know about of, those those cases man those freaking big big ass bulky uh clamshell cases uh, oh man yeah i got WrestleMania three at the stop and shop video store uh before i worked there we they used to have the big video store it was in the front end of stop and shop so my mom would shop i'd go just hang out at the video store and look at the wrestling tapes and I remember one time, and it was a guy I eventually ended up working with when I worked there. He was older. He had on, it must have been one of the Hulkamania tapes, because it was Hogan, Bossman, in the cage, and I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, stood there in awe, I remember. I had to be, like, probably 91, 92. I was watching it. And just when he hits the superplex off the cage and all that, um, it was just, like, unbelievable. I remember just standing. I remember right where I was standing, right in that Stop Shop video store, watching that match. And yeah, I remember buying WrestleMania three. Like I luckily found it. They were selling it in the bin. And so I got the like favorite. five, ten bucks or something. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the stick yeah, is still yeah. on it. I'll have to look. I think it was like seven ninety nine or something like that. I bought it. Oh for. my god, that's heaven. Yeah, the original case. And and just watching it, you know, before they had the network and everything, like you had dubbed copies, this and that. Like and then to get to see it in its original SP clean format was like it just makes that show pop even more. Yeah, I had uh, uh yeah, I discovered a place by uh, Penn Station. So after work, I shot over there. Yeah, and they, they had, uh, I, 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 be- I begged like 21 at a time one time. I had these two big ass plastic bags <laughs> going home on the train with these. Uh, the, the guy's like, oh, you like wrestling? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so they probably made, you know, most people would be with cans or something on the bus and trash bags, but here you yeah. are with a boatload of VHS wrestling teams. Oh, my God. My so. Tether. So you go through college, you come out, you know, obviously start working. Like, are you still pretty much on your own? Because, I, I, like, I know, like, I kind of went through it, too. It's hard to sustain that level of hobby, like, without the – because it's such a it's such a medium where you want to share it, right? It's like you want to talk about yeah. it with friends. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to keep sustaining when there's not that many people around. Like, I definitely went through stretches where it was, like, maybe two people, right, that you could talk to constantly about mm-hmm. wrestling and everything else is in your head. But uh, so so like uh, maybe ninety three, I, I, I finally got a, a apartment. You know, to hook up with the uh, the, the pay per view. Right. But, but plus, I, I'd be working uh, weekends a lot. But but finally, I had a couple weekends off, and I was like, oh, I'm finally gonna be able to to chill and watch my first uh, pay per view. And what is it? It's uh, SummerSlam uh, ninety three. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're waiting waiting for Luger to win the uh, right. Waiting for Luger to win the belt, and I was like, oh. And, and then follow that by that Survivor Series at the end. I'm like, oh, that that that's when I almost had a you know, almost checked out, but, uh, I had a buddy at work, uh, that finally I discovered that, uh, you know, he liked it and he had the, uh, the magic black box and, and he, and he started taping them all for me. So that, that's what kind of kept me in. Cause otherwise I might've, uh, I might've bailed out there in that 94 was a rough year. It's interesting how like those little moments keep you in, you know, uh, like just my buddy George. And from then on, uh, he, uh, he went on a run for like about 10 years. He taped everyone for me, man. That's great, and that hookup was magic. Like, yeah, I would give like, him the blank, and he would freaking tape everyone for me, man. As we watch Frankie Williams there from a Columbus, yes. Ohio. Oh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, this is just such a legendary. <laughs> this poor prick, man. <laughs> My grandparents had the box, and 
I remember we went over for a WCW pay-per-view. I think it was like Bash at the Beach 94. I think it was Hogan's debut. And my cousin brought his video camera and set it up in the living room <laughs> and recorded it. Uh, because at that point, like some of the black boxes, like they just didn't have a VCR hooked up. And like we didn't want to fuck with it because we didn't want to screw the box up by like, you know, rerouting the wiring and everything. So he brought the video camera and he wouldn't let anyone talk for the show. We had to sit there in silence and watch the pay-per-view because he was recording the video camera. So we'd have a copy of it oh. <coughs> uh, for later. But no, Jim was my, I mean, he was my savior too, because like I could only go because they're always Sunday nights. And like, you know, I was in end of elementary school into high school. Uh, if it wasn't the summer, like, you know, if summer or vacation weeks, I could go to his house to watch and I would sleep over. But it was like, you know, if it's just October or, you know, whatever the pay-per-view was and on a Sunday night, like I couldn't go. So I relied on him a lot to, you know, record him and give me the tape as soon as possible so I could check him out a lot of yeah. the uh, my man George was was reliable. Like like I get it the next day every Monday, and, and he and he's a guy that oh, he always showed up to work and stuff. You know he would always have the the tape the tape for me on the, the next day. Man, just beautiful. And yeah, and he also I regret he also he 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 would do like WCW. I was like ah, that's a little too much. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I said I said one was enough because you know it was it was enough to follow, man. Well, that I mean that's how I kept up on WCW too. A lot of times was Jim recording those. He recorded them for himself and then dub them or I'd borrow them. Yeah, six ninety seven pay per views that were like when they got really good, you know. My my man Joe, he he hung he hung on to like you know the mid two thousands when when the <laughs> you know the cables forced to digital. He, he yeah. said the company like like he told them he said no I don't want to go to digital I want to keep it that. <laughs> and they told him no that's it you got no choice <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, I want to say Jim's went at the same time. It was like I think uh, the last one he did was SummerSlam '02, um, and it was that was a weird one because I remember I couldn't go. I don't know if I had to work. It was something, and then I remember I went over his house on the Tuesday and we watched the replay. Like I rarely ever watched mm -hmm. the replay, so but I remember that was like the last one he taped. I think his box <laughs> died after that. <laughs> really, like yeah, hanging on, and it, I mean the tape stuff was still a thing. Like. I remember Chris Golo fucking bringing in SummerSlam 03 to me at work because I had to work that night. He watched it at his friend Mike's house and then brought me the tape that night so I could watch it. Um, so it was just crazy because you wouldn't think that that stuff would have lasted like that long. But like, you know, it's less than 20 years ago. We were still trading tapes, you know. Yeah. But all right. So 94, you almost bow. George keeps you in. By this point, you're kind of seeing some pay-per-views. Like what was the first big. Like you went to the first Sunday's main event, but and you're a man known for attending lots of live nah, events. Nah, but uh, nah, nineties and uh, and early two thousand, there was nah, there was too much work. You know, I bought a house and uh, you know whatever, a couple of uh, bad engagements. So yeah, there was there wasn't uh, it was definitely not how it is today. It was, it was definitely a lot different. The first one wasn't until uh, finally I said, hey, I want to go to one. It was the uh, Survivor Series. Uh, oh two. Uh, yeah, the elimination uh, chamber. Oh, yeah. the, I was yeah, there. The '90s were nothing. Yeah, the '90s and no, there was nothing in the '90s. It was too much, uh, too much going on. But the, the fight finally, and I took my, I took my boy George. I, you know, I, I treated him uh, <laughs> right. as thanks, him. of course. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah we got lucky. That was back, a great one. Like how many of us were in these shows together without knowing? Yeah, but, yeah. Huh? Because I missed, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't make it to ten and twenty like you guys. You know, one of my big regrets. That, uh, but yeah, uh, ten. 
I wish I would have went to 10. Like, I don't, I don't like, I just wasn't quite old enough to drive it with my, uh-huh. mm-hmm. even 11, like in Hartford, like it seemed like a no brainer. I didn't even go to 14 in Boston. You know, it was just, it was just weird. I was mm. like, if it wasn't Providence, it almost seemed impossible at that point. And also it was the, the ticket situation, you know, before the internet, you know, calling up and all that stuff. Like I can never get the, can never get a hookup. Well, I remember for the 94. So it's funny you mentioned Safari 93 because it was super exciting around this area when they announced that <laughs> and Rumble in Providence. Yeah, yeah so I was mm-hmm. in Boston, Rumble in Providence at the same time. It was like, oh wow. shit, like yeah. they're hitting over here now. And so I series sold out like immediately. And the Rumble sold out too. And I remember my uncle got our tickets through the, the Dirty Magazine had a thing like months before. It was like an insert. It must have just been like local subscribers or something. And you'd mailed in. You put your name in how many tickets you wanted, and you mailed them in, and they would send them to you, like if you made the cut or whatever. So we got lucky, and we were able to get, you know, however many of us went, like six or seven of us, I think. Nice. And it was, like, insane to have, finally have a pay-per-view here. But, yeah, like, to your point, it wasn't, like, the easiest thing in the world. So, like, i just gone to the Rumble. I didn't think I had any chance of going to MSG. And it's not like we never went to New York. Like, we went to at least one Yankee game every summer and stuff. So it was, like, something that probably would have been doable. But I think my dad just wasn't enough into it still to like me to push for it, you know. Um, and then same, the, the surprise that went to me is fourteen. I don't know why I didn't process that I could like go to Boston because I could drive by then. You know, I was going to college soon, so just I don't know why that one never crossed my mind to try and go to. But his tickets were more available by then, you know. Yeah, the the seats were all right, or. Uh, for the rumble? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the dunk, everything's, everything's sure. too much. As long so, as you're in the building, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in the upper, we were in the upper deck, but we were actually near the Tron, so we saw, um, the Undertaker <laughs> dummy going up, <laughs> marching Eddie, whatever, uh-huh. uh, walking around up there and all yeah. that, so, but, yeah, no, we had yeah. a good view. This, uh, I got to see live, of course, was the uh, classic, uh, the water settle that was on uh, MTV. That was a that was a big thing. Yeah. So, like, what was that zeitgeist like? Of like, you mentioned rock and wrestling briefly, but like, compared to the Attitude Era for me, where all of a sudden it goes out of nowhere to being like cool on MTV, Cindy Lauper and Mr. T, like, you know, Saturday Night Live. It's, all of a sudden, it's like an event. Yeah, and I guess that that there that was a time where. Where the fringe people uh, would talk about it, where you get more than uh, just those random couple people that you can find to talk about it. Like, was it like how dialed in on pop culture in general were you? Like, was it infiltrating that? Was it suddenly like everywhere? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember the uh, you know the, the first WrestleMania. I was I was like uh, you know, they they showed the highlights on CNN. That was like friggin' uh, that was mind blowing stuff like that. Right. Yeah, it's wild to think about. Because it was in the afternoon, yeah, like a yeah, like a George Michael sports machine or something would have like a highlight. So yeah, it was. A, when did it? A, when did it fade? Like, what was the end of that boom? <laughs> pretty much shortly. I wouldn't say shortly after, but pretty quick. Yeah, it, it would never. Once in a while, you'd find you know something in, in the newspaper or something, but it was uh yeah, like like the, for big difference between one and two didn't the two didn't have all that you know right didn't have as many even with as all much the, the low level celebrities that were involved in that 
G. Gordon Liddy. Did you know any of those people? Like, were they all big at the time? Because <laughs> looking back, they all seem pretty. Uh, uh, Liberace was yeah. pretty huge. <laughs> well, WrestleMania 2, I mean. Oh, that was Claire cool. Yeah. <laughs> Herb was a. Yeah. Herb. Uh, Ricky Schroeder. I mean, that was a big yeah. show at that point, right? You know how it is, especially, you know, this is, uh, you know, but before there were a thousand channels. So, yeah, everybody knew about these stupid Herb commercials and Way of the Beef. Uh, way of the Beef was huge. Cab Calloway uh, from the Blue, from the Blues Brothers was. Uh... God, what a what a show! So I mean, so two to you like is one of those ones that's a super nostalgic, even though. Yeah, uh, you know, I said I'm sad I was only 15 minutes away, but I, 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 I didn't have to connect. There was no way I could get to the Coliseum or something. So, yeah. But like, it's your tape you bought. Oh, you of course, yeah. That was, a, that like, was so for you, one. that's a great show. Oh yeah. You know, because, yeah, because I don't know, for some reason, like one, uh, they just had them for rental. They didn't really have them like for sale. So I'd never be able to get a hold of that till later. So, But two, they, they were advertising, oh, you know, thirty nine ninety five. even though as ridiculous as it sounds, I was like, yeah, I could, I can handle that. And, and, and they were advertising their stores. It was a store. Nobody beats the Wiz. So that's why I bought it. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, I was going to ask you if you bought the store, if you did the mail in from the magazine or whatever to order it. Nah, Did you ever get them that way, or you always went to the whiz? Yeah, I think by by the time four or five, I think that was. Uh, yeah. uh, four was always okay. awesome to rent because of the double box. Yep. Yeah, the pop up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, it was, was, and it was the same price too. Thirty nine ninety five. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yep. But yeah, I remember renting that one. It breaks during the Hogan Andre match, right? It's like during the bear hug or whatever. <laughs> it's just like switch to tape two. Um. God, what it's just yeah, it's a different time. So when you watch stuff now, do you ever still break those out? Nah, because uh, the 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 VCR uh, crept out. Man. Oh, so you have all that without a VCR? Yeah. Oh. One of these days, I gotta find the uh, I gotta find the connect or something. Man. That's like the Twilight Zone or whatever when the guy breaks his glass. <laughs> the books. Oh, that's the you just you just brought up the best episode of all time, Mr. Beamish. <laughs> My books. <laughs> I'm alone with my books. Whoa! He fucking breaks his glasses. Burgess Meredith. I can't believe it, man. That's that's the, the during when I had the marathon. As a matter of fact, I'll have the marathon on New Year's Eve. But, uh, but that's the only episode I, I I make a point to watch. Man. That's like uh, that's you with the tape saying all yeah. this. <laughs> right. Imagine the the internet goes down. You know. You know you can't play your DVDs and network and everything goes down, but at least I got my things. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Beamish, that fuck. <laughs> he'd, he'd be fucking up people's money at the bank uh, because he only wants to read his book. <laughs> Let me see how it goes, and that's that. Um, all right, so you're charging along, like, into the, you go to Survivor Series 02, like, is it still like when do you get on the Internet and find that world? Because like it was even lonelier for us in the early 90s without the Internet, without a big web of friends to talk wrestling. So, like, did you latch on to that pretty early? Did you at least? Nah, be- no, nah, I was real slow as far as like a community. I, I, I was uh, I, I mean, I could barely find like, uh, you know, whatever the sites were to right. get the scoops and all that. And, and plus, oh, yeah, the melts. I, I was on the melts early. I, I subscribed like in uh, starting like 89, 90. I would get the mail. Uh, the Observer, the print. Yeah, still? Oh yeah, yeah. Since, yeah, since, since '89, yeah, I never stopped. So it's just you now, have not, now. It's mostly for the uh, you know, when somebody dies, there's nothing uh, like them. Those obituaries are amazing. Do you have you have all the newsletters saved still? 
Yeah, yeah, they're in boxes. And... It's wild. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the obituaries are bad. I remember when he, he published those books, like in the 2000s, that yeah. just all the obituaries. I think I got two of them. Um, those are great, too. God, that, I feel like that's another thing that's kind of, unless I'm just not as dialed in, but I feel like the wrestling books like had such a boom in the 2000s. Oh, uh, Folio was the first one, uh, I yeah, remember. So many good ones. Have a nice day. I remember I... I had to, I had to like order it. Uh, I had to wait like six weeks for it because they they didn't have it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such a hot seller. Like I think, I think that and Brett are the two books I probably read the most. Like I think I've read that first Foley book at least like four times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pre cell phone, like you needed something to read <laughs> when you're killing time. Yeah. Now the Brett one too was hard. I remember I had to I had to go I had to like scam like Amazon Canada. I had to get it through there before. <laughs> Before I was available here, yeah, I definitely had to get a hold of that. Yeah, I mean, again, it, seemed, it felt like such a short run for those. Like, I know there's still some that come out, but it just wasn't like that one peak right before, yeah, like phones and stuff, where you just still needed shit to read on the beach or on the on the fucking shit or on the plane, you know, uh-huh. whatever. Like, you know, it just still relied on like books and magazines and stuff for so long. So it was definitely yeah. still a thing until Dynamite was uh, one of the, the the first ones too. Pure Dynamite. That was yep. that was real good. Yeah. The, and then the what was the one sex lies and headlocks that was a good one yep. yeah um yeah no there's yeah i mean there's a ton you know I'm looking at some of my shelf right now flair he had one of the early ones too yeah it's a shame though flair like flares and hogan's like the best guys who like you know. it's a bullshit yeah 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 no brett's brett's was good because even though you get the brett stuff in there like it's still you knew he was meticulous right like he, yeah oh the the yeah the the events and the dates and everything and uh, kept all his journals and everything. Yeah, in in between the I'm the greatest and everybody else sucks. So. <laughs> and Jericho's was like that too. Like he had a lot oh, of the, the yeah the first one yeah. So all right, so it took you a while to find the community, like, but like when did you first start going online at all? Like were you pretty slow adapter to that in general? Oh, uh, very out. Very slow. I, I would I would just look for like you know the basic like results. Uh, and stuff but uh when was it though like the, this is a big sweeter by the way <laughs> uh was that like the 2000 like 2000s by that point yeah the mid yeah the mid 2000s yeah so you're trolling around a little bit online like what was the first community you remember was it ours or was it something before that nah i think i think it was you guys yeah it's definitely you guys through you know through graham when i when i when i popped on through the you know the history i, I stumbled on stumbled onto that so yeah it's crazy how many people bring that like that they found us through Graham. Like that was such a big yeah. inroad for us. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, like we mentioned earlier, one of those small things that keep you alive. Like I don't know how our community would have grown without running them on Graham site. Um, originally, so was it the it was the written stuff, obviously, right? Pre podcast, you found us, or was it podcast? Nah, it's the, the 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 podcast. I was I was like, what the hell is this? I was like. You know, and I was a little slow to that too, so I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't pick up on the podcast till later. And I was like, I was like, what is this? They're talking about WrestleMania too. I was like, what? People, you know, people do this. I was like, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so you would have it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Right, so you listen to that, you pop in the message board pretty quick after, because I remember you, I mean, giving feedback and stuff pretty early. Yeah, it was mostly, it was mostly. Remember, you guys had the Facebook group was mostly. Uh, right. Yeah. 
because for some reason the uh, the board was banned from my work. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That happened. Um, yeah. That happened to me at times too. Like I think it was the ads that were in there or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're triggering it. it. It was me or mm-hmm. Scott had that problem too. Um, for sure. Yeah, I can always get confused with how quick the Facebook page came along. I guess it was pretty early. Because we actually used to post the podcast on the Facebook page. Yep. Yeah, and that, yeah. with the comments, and and, and you'd you'd have the feedback on the comments, and, and you, it'll be me, you know, Safazio, and, and the, the OGs, yeah. <laughs> the old school. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and even then, like, I feel like did you come on the show fairly quickly? No, nah, not really. Not really. Not not as not as much as as uh, some of the other guys have. I think the hundred was the the first one. Uh, the hundred gave like the feedback or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, remember the hundredth episode with the gigante thing. Right, right, when, right. When El Gigante was busting my balls, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had the big battle. <laughs> so, what was your first like vault that you would have done? Do you remember? Uh, it was probably the the one night stand because uh, you were so, there. You know, I said I was. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It was that late? Yeah. One eight five. So, do you feel like? finding this kind of kept you going because i mean for me it definitely has like do you think you would have ever faded or do you think you just would have been trudging along kind of you know in your own world watching still yeah that that maybe not going as much right i think that's what you know when we had the uh you know we had our first you know our historic wrestlemania meetup uh that was i was like ah you know because you, you just kind of get into the uh routine of watching you know watching at home and you just get comfortable there sitting on the couch, you know, watching when everything's available. But uh, but then, you know, you realize that, you know, going, you know, we had so much fun, even, uh, you know, for some like, you know, less than stellar shows. But, you know, we had just fun, you know, bugging out with us. Yeah, I bring that up to this day. Like, so on Christmas Eve, it was at my brother-in-law's and my sister-in-law's sister's boyfriend, who had, I think I'd met before, but we never really connected that, like we're both wrestling fans. Uh, started talking and I, I was like, yeah, you know, I went to, to SummerSlam or maybe like whatever. And he's like a big AEW fan. He's like kind uh-huh. of faded on WWE a bit. And yeah. I almost feel like I have to justify, but I'm like, I go now because of the social part. Like I know yeah. the shows themselves right now. I mean, there's still hits. Like, I mean, I, I thought WrestleMania was great, obviously, but there's still some that do, you know, like, like SummerSlam was like whatever, but it to me now at this point it's more about the camaraderie and getting to hang out. Oh yeah. That's what makes it click. Like the show is, you know, secondary at this point. It's just a reason for us to get together. Yeah, but on the other hand, when when we get like a killer show, that's uh, oh, it adds to it. That, that's it legendary. Like like some of those uh, takeovers are like, uh, right. oh my god, man. Yeah. Well, you think of some of those ones we were at, like in that stretch, like in 2018 to 19, like or even 17, like we went to Brooklyn. You know, the end, the Brooklyn three, I think it was in 17 or whatever. Yeah. Then we were at Philly for Ciampa and I mean, for a Gargano Andrade. And oh then God. we were at NOLA, yeah. which is like the greatest takeover. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we did Brooklyn again, which I think was Gargano Ciampa, like the final battle yeah. or whatever. Like that was all the same freaking year. Like we saw like all four of those. Yeah, it would have been nice. If it, like, like the roll of jumble, if they were spread out, you would have memorized. I was, I was trying to remember. I was, saying, I was like, oh, which one was uh, this one? The uh, the New Orleans was like the I quit whatever when he made, you know, when he put like the mask on, he made him quit uh, and Gargano, right? Yeah, that I mean New Orleans, Orleans, I think is yeah. the best. I think it's the yeah. best. They're all kind of jumbled together. Nah, that Philly though, with the uh, uh, Philly. the Andrade one, yeah. 
was great. Even I think though, you know, you know what ruined it though when we saw uh, Zelina and uh, <laughs> hugging in the back. That uh, that was definitely a violation of kayfabe that ruined it. I still think that's purely the best match I've seen. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. But yeah, that, and then we went to 25 and 19 and New York. So like we saw two more the next year because we saw which New York was a great show too before. Yeah. And then, you know, the one in Bridgeport was good too. 25. Oh yeah. But also, you know, the camaraderie and linking up with you guys, you, you realize there's a, you know, there was that stigma that they always carried like, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, only a, you know, wrestling fans are only, uh, you know, less than uh, intelligent, you know, less than productive members of society. And I'm like, wow, I get to meet actual people that have like, you know, jobs, wives, kids that are actually, uh, you know, actually somewhat productive members of society. <laughs> when did that stigma start? Like, was it immediate? Because I feel like it was more legitimate in the 80s as a sport. Right. So like or was it? Uh, already, like, nah, at that nah, nah, not really. So even I, then, it was like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it was. It was definitely a lot worse. And definitely, oh, you like that fake stuff, and uh, yeah. So outside of like the couple years in the mid '80s, and then like the peak attitude days, and and then I think it wasn't until like nerd culture became okay that it it got kind of okay again, right? Like I think now it's like it's still a little embarrassed, but it's more acceptable because any nerd thing is acceptable. Like it's just take it over pop culture in general so like everyone's into everything yeah you know like whatever it is definitely it's at the lowest point now like when 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 i came up for the uh what was it the double or nothing uh all out what was the one in september and i and I, when i when i went to talk in the punk shirt i got attacked by like 20 people go yeah punk is back tonight i was like man people going bananas and uh, yeah just in, in target and by your hood so that was uh, yeah it's definitely easier to be more open about it now with the yeah. breadth of the internet and everything just i feel like the stuff in general is more embraced and even if it's not you can ignore it easier because you just have so much more positivity around stuff too yeah but uh, you know i don't shit on people like a, a couple of years ago i was at a i think it was a christmas uh thing i said get together old uh old work buddies and stuff and uh and um, a few guys, they will they will break my balls because you know they see you know I'm I post you know going to the shows on Facebook. They will break my balls for a good for a good while about you know how you know you know how you like that stupid wrestling and all that stuff. But then after that, they were talking about like you know the latest Star Wars for a half hour, right, like right, you know, right. whose cock is biggest, Kylo Ren or Luke Skywalker, <laughs> whatever. You know, I kept my mouth shut. I, I said, hey, you know, I, I don't you know. I don't break people's balls. That's not my thing. But you know, it, it, it's it's the same. But just because just because more people, you know, like this, it's it's like, uh, come on, right? I feel like this is really good technology for the mid '80s, <laughs> like this Piper Spliced interview. Yeah, <laughs> I I could I could have used another match instead of this. It does go long. Like it's been going yeah. quite a while now. Um. But it does feel like kind of, I don't say cutting edge, but pretty ahead of its time. Yeah. So we saw like the water settle the score. I think up to Romania, but I think after this point, is this it until now? It's a snooker from here out. Yeah. They they, kind of go back. They don't, they kind of go back and forth as far as it's not really a a time. What do you call it? Like, uh, you know. The, the the time isn't uh, consecutive, uh, right, right? Like they go back and forth. Like they started with the Andre in '84, then they jumped 
you know, right to Hogan in '85. Now they're going back to like uh, back to the snooker feud. Uh, so is that? I always get confused. Is the Halloween thing on here or not? I, maybe not. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I guess it's just a science fan. Because I think the Halloween, this came out like early 85. This was like, you know, right. the first tapes. And uh, the Halloween, I think, was late 85. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, October yeah. 85. I think I've just seen it so many times, I just assume it's on here. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the Saturday Night's Main event I've probably seen the most. So what's your favorite live wrestling show you've been to? Ah, that would be... That's a tough one. It'll probably be the, uh, for, for the rest of it, probably be the one night stand uh, at the Hammer. Right. So is that the uh, best and, and your favorite, both of them? Uh, no, um, uh, the Survivor Series, a close second. Uh, my favorite would probably be that, that first uh, Saturday night main event as far as favorite, you know, not, not for the uh, aesthetic wrestling and all that, but just yeah, for the, just uh, with your favorite memory. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah what's that, the best match be... you've seen? Is it Andrade and Gargano? Uh, I think I, I think that New Orleans, that Champa Gargano might be mm. up there. Cena, AJ at the at the SummerSlam is up there. Ah, that's right. So that's tough too. to pick. It's tough to pick just one. Yeah, but uh, I know. Uh, someday I really want to like. I've actually had this idea to do it as a podcast, but I may also do it as like just a document for myself first. But like, I want to write down. Yeah, your top ten matches. Down, yeah. Well, and I want to just I want to write down everything I've seen. Like, yeah. make a giant sheet of, like, every event I went to. And then, yeah. yeah, look at, like, what were the best matches I've seen. Yeah. Because I think they were forgotten ones. Like, I just completely forgot that. We like, were we the- all know, like, like, you were at the uh, the match with, like, the greatest, like, crowd uh, top of all time. So that's, you know, that, that, that's not necessarily, the, you know, your greatest match. But that's, as far as the atmosphere, that, that, that can never be topped, you know. Yeah, that's my favorite moment. Like, yeah. Uh Oh God, this is on here. The fucking workout with Orndorff, <laughs> with the uh, gene. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, you're a little head <laughs> to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was always that little part where where Gene creeps over and they scare the shit out of Gene. He just goes. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. It's coming. <laughs> that part is hilarious. <laughs> and Gene jumps. He goes, oh. <laughs> fucking Orton with the vest. I feel like he's a fashion icon ahead of his time with that vest over the long sleeve. It's like a vest someone would definitely wear now. It's like a retro. The uh, all right. So is Piper your favorite of all time? Yes. Yes. Number two. Hmm. Tough one. Uh, uh, probably Jake the Snake would be up yeah. there. Yeah. Least favorite. Ah oh, man. Probably Brutus Beefcake, probably. <laughs> poor, poor Brutus. I don't, I don't, I don't even hate him, but I, no, I know. Uh, there it is. There's a scare. <laughs> so fucking random. The um, all right. Well, I mean, obviously we know your gimmick uh, around these parts, but who's who's your favorite female? Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> you're gonna at least give me that of all time. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm at the creeper stage, man. I can't do it anymore. No, you can. No, <laughs> no, my... It doesn't have to be now. Like even in the time, like who? Like I'll admit it. Like my favorite was Sunny in '96. Like that's no one's ever gonna top that for me. In '96, you don't have to say it as a fan now. <laughs> at the moment, who's your favorite? Probably Naomi. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite match of all time? Not that you saw live, but like if you had to throw on a match right now, I could yeah, say it would be the uh, the controversial Savage Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. Okay. 
You take in five matches with you on the island and you're done. What are they? Savage Steamboat. Oh, Hulk Andre. And and Piper Adonis. Three, three from WrestleMania 3. That's it? And you're done? Nah. Like, well, you, if you're going to give me five, I'll, I'll, I'll take like the, uh, the Cena AJ and 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 like a, a flare steamboat, you know, mix a WC and an NWA in there. All right, yeah, there you go. God, this, yeah, this tape is just loaded. I, I, I mean, I just assumed we were going to still kind of completely forgot about this workout stuff. Yeah. And then they bounce friggin' Gene out of there. <laughs> Shredded. <laughs> Do you think he would have been bigger if he was better looking? Horned off, no. Like I feel like his face holds him back. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, like he's just like jacked. He's built. He's big. I'm, but I think his judge, hair. Uh, his face. Yeah, the, we would have to get a female. The female perspective say he's ugly. I don't know. I don't know if he's ugly, but he's. I don't, I don't know. Think guys, but, I don't think guys are a good judge of uh, other guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not. I just thought he never had like the prettiest face, which I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think he did it right with the ladies. Uh, yeah. There's a legendary story. I think B. B. Brian Blair. I think. Uh, I, th- I think they had a contest. See how many rats uh, he could. I, I, I think he tagged <laughs> like six rats in one night or something. It's not a legendary story. It comes out Hazel's Honey Hut from. Uh... <laughs> yeah. There we go. Jeez, nah, I, I I liked him a lot too, though. When him and Piper have the breakup, that does. Uh, him as a face is underrated. Uh, I still I think it's ludicrous. He's not at WrestleMania three. Like, how's that possible? Yeah. I mean, he's still red hot in January when they do the cage. Yeah, maybe they thought Andre's. They they were using insurance. They thought Andre's back. You know, wasn't gonna make it. Maybe yeah. They used him as insurance, but. But still, you could have had a match announced, and then even if you get to change yeah. it, you change it to say, "Well, Orndorff's stepping in, and this match yeah. is canceled." You know what I mean? Like, it just seems crazy to me that he didn't at least have. Something. Yeah, yeah, he missed the, the boat. He was only on one and two, and uh, that was it. Yeah. And two of his most memorable moments, too, in the, the eyes. Uh, that Mark oh, no, my God. Yeah, it's only on the Coliseum video. Oh, awful. Oh, God, this is on here, too. Fucking Orton and Piper going to the doctor for Orton's arm. Yeah. But, yeah, Orndorff, yeah, he, he, he should have got a better draw. He should have got a better match at that, too, also, man. From, from going to the main event to that. And they even say it, like in the opening promo, Morocco, the man who made a vented last year. Yeah. I was like, whatever, opening this year. But yeah, he, uh, it seemed like they just never had anything for him to do around that time. Like he'd heat up and cool off, you know, before Mania every time. Like after one, he yeah. had that red hot stretch. Then he's cooled off by January. And then they heat him back up with the Hogan turn, which is, it's pretty much right after Mania, right? Yep. And then like he's cool again by February. Yeah. But that uh, after that Piper feud, they 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 didn't morph him into anything else. They they should have had him like go after uh, you know him and Savage instead of friggin' stupid right. animal. But I guess uh, I guess the animal is for the for the kids and stuff. I think Tito Savage is the miss there. Like how do you not do that? Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And then you could stick Orndorff in that tag. At least that's something. Like Orndorff and JYD against the Funks. You know that could have been yep. cool. And yeah. Petito, Tito Savage. Like, I, nah, think, I always wanted the big uh, yeah, Orndorff and, uh, and Mr. T versus Piper and uh, Orton. Yeah, they could have just done that, too, that was, like, yeah. instead of the boxing match. Mm-hmm. Piper looking at the fucking things. <laughs> <put his thumb laughs> up, looking at, comparing them. Yeah, 
they had the thing with uh when Orndorff had the that that was what was really stupid. They had him. He was like imitating the uh, because he was feuding with Orton or whatever, and he and he came out with the cast a few times. Oh uh, right, yeah. Claiming that he hurt himself and and he would just whack people with the cast. Yeah, that was for a face. That was kind of dumb. So yeah, that kind of that really didn't go nowhere. You wonder too if he didn't, if he didn't leave at the end eighty seven because he's feuding with Rude. They don't really do a blow off to that. Like yeah, could have been they, a good but, addition in the tournament at four. You know. Yeah. But that was rough because Rude was uh, was just hot, so he, he was pretty much just putting Rude over. Right, man. Yeah, then and he... him him with Humper Humper Dink, yeah. Uh, face managers are just uh, they kill everybody, man. It's... Yeah, you could tell they said nothing left. Look at this fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's an actor or if he's just somebody. Uh, he looks like an actor. He's like in definitely the office. Like, yeah, yeah. Overplaying it. <laughs> it's like this is making me. This is making me think of the. Uh, Orton's got the hat. <laughs> oh, he does the kick at the end. It's great. <laughs> Kicks it up in the air, catches it. <laughs> this is bringing back uh, bad memories of the extreme TNT. or the uh, oh, my God. excellent network adventure. Yeah, you guys are... watched every fucking TNT for that thing. When when did you guys uh, crap out on that? How far do uh, you made it? <laughs> I think we got into, and it wasn't nearly as much at that point. They kept adding stuff. I think we just got, but yeah. we did we did those old MSGs. We did every TNT. We did all the world class, <laughs> like all of those. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we finally tapped toward the end of the TNT. <laughs> run, like, you know, <laughs> guys are bailing out left and right. <laughs> that was like Survivor. <laughs> guys <are just laughs> bailing out. <laughs> I can't watch another TNT. I think we finished them though. I think we do. I think we did finish the whole stretch of TNT. That and world class. I think we got through like big chunks of. And then I think you broke a chair head. I think you broke poor chair head. With that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's still a good idea. There's the hat. Yeah, it kicks it up. <laughs> Stupid. I'm gonna bring it back in podcast form. The excellent Peacock Adventure. That's uh. Oh my god. It's I a... think it was the writing that killed it. Having to write. You you never run out. Just 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 when I think you guys are run out, man, you come up with a. But but that's definitely a good one. My live. Uh, my yeah, live, that's my what I've always wanted 10, to do. Man, yeah. I gotta materialize it. So like have yeah, like yeah. a show like this, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but a show like this where you break down the card of yeah. your you know, favorite live event or whatever. Yeah, or first yeah. live event, favorite live event. Um, maybe someday. Someday I'll bring it. We'll do it. Or I'll just incorporate it to this, I guess, and talk about it. Yeah. Fucking work is like perfect as the 1B. Oh, yeah. It's a piper. Is this still your favorite era? Like, you're, you're all 80s, right? Yeah. Um, eight, eight, the year 86 is is the is the best year but unfortunately there's like there's not like pay-per-views to document it because you know they were just starting off like they didn't have like the SummerSlam and survivor series in 86 but like when after mania like like orndorff turning and then uh and then late 86 when piper comes back as a as a face that's uh, yeah that whole year and then when orndorff turns again bulldogs dominate the tag division yeah, you know, and the stuff with like the Danny Davis and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Bulldogs and Hearts, a lot of great, you know, great tags. Yeah. Nightmare in the Rosemont. <laughs> oh, Gorilla, man. God bless him. That, and then the, uh, yeah, and you had Savage Tito that whole year. That's all the Sam, yep. you know, stuff. Yeah. Pipe, uh, with, um, yeah, was a Piper involved in that too with Bruno? Was that 80? That was 86, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was, uh, yeah. 
as far as as far as you guys, you missed out on that because uh, they did the uh, the Piper Bruno, you know, the big pit at the Garden, but they also did it at at, at uh, Boston, and, and they had the the matches they had in Boston. You know, they had two matches, the the one and then and the cage, but they didn't really have the Piper Bruno in the in MSG. I have those on a DVD for you guys to review. Yeah. Like a burned copy. I remember, I can't remember mm-hmm. who I got it from, but I remember my mind was like blown when I saw it. It was probably like the late two thousands. I bought a DVDs off someone and that matches on there. Um, the cage. I was like, Holy shit. Like this is great. Yeah. It was right after the, the Super Bowl pipe that came in with the, uh, with the refrigerator Perry poster. And the... Yes, <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> now we got the classic snooker. <laughs> Stumbling, bumbling, rumbling. He he really takes out that set with gusto. Flies into uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was one of those things. Even though I never really like seen it live, but like you knew of it because they always. Talk uh-huh. it's, it's all legendary. Yeah, for for like years after that, that's all. Anytime, Super. anytime wrestling came up was uh, yeah, I hit hit him with the coconut. I remember being so like confused when, you know, started watching in ninety. I think WrestleMania five was like one of the first things I rented, and like Snuka coming out during that match randomly to get introduced, and like that was like an underrated part of becoming a wrestling fan is trying to piece together who comes in when and who's doing what, just by like renting these random pay per views. I'm like, okay, Dusty comes in here, but he's doing this there. Like, when did he show up? Trying to build timelines in your head. This just, looks, this just looks like a warehouse, man. You know. It's a... <laughs> Is this this was in Allentown, though, right? They were done. Yeah. There, right? Yeah. Right. Or is it Allentown? Where is this at? You know. Yeah, I think it was Allentown. It must be. Great yeah. Ian Riccoboni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck at chasing him into the fucking door. <laughs> And then I love how everybody holds him back. Where were they when he was getting his right. ass kicked? <laughs> yeah, there was no help then. When he was getting whipped, nobody came. <laughs> Just well, Johnny, this was a good time, my friend. Uh, like I said, this is pretty much a bunch of our weekends throughout the year anyway. Sitting here watching this, I could watch the Piper Piper comp all day. But any any final things you want to hit before we go? Uh, no, you, uh, we, we covered a lot of ground. Bro. We're going to leave on a high note and keep it pithy. We'll keep it there. So check out everything at North South Connection. All kinds of content coming at you each and every day. We've got some new stuff coming in 2022. We're going to do a lot of, uh, you know, we get some ideas really focused around the stretch project of the five-year look back at the Greatest 30 Wrestler Ever project at PTBN. So we'll be doing content around that. Also have uh, some look backs at 2021, thanks to Ryan Gray. Broke down the awards <clears throat> that he did, uh, kind of best and worst of not only WWE, but wrestling in general. And uh, before you know it, Johnny, we'll be we'll be counting down the days to Dallas. Be doing some preview and talk about that too as we get closer. So, lots going on. The never-ending wheel here at the North South Connection. Stay connected, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.